and welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I am Ellie Herringshaw, your host of this podcast, and I'm joined again with my father, who's been on many times before. But not quite at the host level. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, Dad. <laughs> this is Mark Herringshaw. It's good to be here. Hello. Good to be here, and I am rested. Good. Which is going to be the theme of what we're going to talk about. Yes, given, we're going to talk about rest today. Given where you're going next week as well. I so. am. So I came... I'm going into a time of rest. I came back... Um, Last week with my wife, Jill, your mother, Jill, uh, from celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary in Kona, Hawaii. Congratulations. Thank you. It was actually Thank our 36th year. Yeah. But we're celebrating our 35th anniversary because this was the time we could go. So. Well, and then also your 35th was in June. So what better time to go to Hawaii? Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to wait. You don't want to go to June Hawaii. In Minnesota. And, Absolutely yeah. Not. Yeah. So it was the perfect time to go. Dead of winter. You yes. you jetted off to a tropical island. Yeah, we've been we've actually been there many times, uh, and a lot of it has been work related and ministry related. Uh, but yeah, you were on the time, big island. At, yeah, we are on the big island of Kona, and this time it was just pure restoration, and wow. we just had a marvelous time. How long were you there? Wonderful, ten days, and we were a few days in California ahead of that, but. Gone totally two weeks, um, which was, we had the snowiest February, at least is what I heard in Minnesota, on record. No, it was this, it was the, yes, it was the snowiest February on record. It was like the fourth snowiest month in Minnesota ever. And that's saying something if you've never been to Minnesota. Um, And (laughs) there's another snowstorm coming this weekend when we're recording this. And I'm like... Lord, is this ever going to let up? Well, <laughs> you get you get a little reprieve yourself, don't you? I you do. Wanna, you I do. Talk about that? As we're, we're we're sort of passing on the baton, I am also going to Hawaii. So when this is coming up, I will be in Hawaii visiting um, Doctor Kristen Eliason, who's been on the podcast talking about therapy and um, and talking about um, trauma and things like that. So so I'm actually going to go visit her, and I'm going to be gone also for two weeks. I will be doing some work. But I don't have goals for my time away. And that was actually one thing I was talking to my therapist about this this um, this past week when I was with her. She she asked me, well, you know, what do you want to work on when you're there? Because she knows me and I'm like, I'm a goal oriented person. I'm like, I have a to do list. I love I love to do lists. I love working. I actually and I really enjoy accomplishing things. Sure. I love how I love how that feels. And. And I love it more than just not doing anything. That's why I don't really watch movies <laughs> because I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I'm like, what did I accomplish? But anyway, so she was asking me about that. And I was like, you know, I, I don't want to actually have a list of things to do. Okay, I need to maybe keep up with my emails. I need to put out podcasts. But everything's edited already. And like, and I'm just going to, I don't have, a, I don't have an agenda. Yeah. And I'm really excited yeah. about that. Like Kristen and Evan, the the um the two people I'm going to go visit, they they have to work. So I will I'm going to have like the day to myself. Oh, yeah. And then just hang so out with good. them in the in the evening. And in the premise of course of of uh, reclaim is to be vigilant and do and do our part. Yeah. So that God can do his. And, that, and there's really something to yes. that. There's work to be done. There is. We're on this planet yeah. to not just to sit passively yep. and wait for things to happen to us, right. but we we live in a in a green light 
life. And I've talked about this before. Um, Scott Vanderwerf, one of the leaders of our church at Grove Community Church, talks about red light living and how so many people live driving along in their life like they're like they're encountering all sorts of red lights and just waiting for God to show up and make the light green when actually our lives, our lives are continually green lights. And then if God tells us to stop, he's going to make that clear. Or if he needs to reroute us, he's also going to do that. Yeah. The the writer of Hebrews says um, that we are to be diligent to enter God's rest. Yeah. That is, we're to work to rest. We have to position our lives like we mm. position ourselves. You often tell the story of the woman who positions herself, reaches through the crowd and grabs onto Jesus. Yep, the bleeding right? woman, yep. Mark chapter so five. So there's a, there's a vigilance to be able to receive God's grace. And, and I believe that the same is true for rest. Yeah. Rest is God's gift. It's, it's, it's how he's actually built the universe yeah. for there to be rhythms things function best in rhythms of engagement and disengagement and mm. we have to position our lives and sometimes work to adjust things so that rest is a part of it and wow. we don't live our our culture is not uh really conducive to living rhythmically it's mm. it's like we're the switch is on and the expectation is for us to always be kind of in the same kind of high rev mode and uh, actually without intentional rest, um, we're not going to fulfill God's purpose for us. That's, that's, and I, and I think having these chosen rhythms in our lives, times away, whether you get to go to Hawaii or you just actually uh, get to go downstairs and, and and turn the lights off and watch a movie. (laughs) All of those are, are, um, are part of God's plan. Rest is God's gift. And yep. it's all the way back to Genesis chapter one. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's such a good point. So in this podcast, we talk about taking active and practical steps towards healing. Yes. Believing that God has already extended healing. It's first Peter two twenty four. He, um, by his stripes, we have been healed. That is a past tense thing. So believing that he has already extended that to everyone, that that's actually his will for mm-hmm. our lives. And then we have a responsibility at times to reach after it and claim it for ourselves, whether that's our physical bodies, healing, healing over whatever we're facing physically, but then also that emotional healing as well to step in and actually do things. And for me, that was reclaiming. That was making a spreadsheet and taking back places. And that was that was an active healing. That was a, on my end, that was an active healing. It wasn't, it wasn't God continuing to heal me because he had already healed me. He had already extended that healing and it was my job to continue to reach after that healing. And sometimes the work to be done is the work of entering rest. Exactly. And for taking that to the reclaim project, the reclaiming project, is sometimes there there is work to be done. There are places to go. There yes. are, there are uh, reclaiming buddies to gather, to mm-hmm. go to a meal, or you're going to be very vigilant with those things. And sometimes God calls us to do that. And other times, the reclaiming project needs a breath. Yes, It needs exactly. a season of waiting. Waiting, from a biblical perspective, is not passive. Waiting is anticipating in faith 
and waiting for God's response. Yeah. So th- there's times when, when rest, and that's why, I mean, uh, it's, so, it's so interesting. Research has found that human productivity needs a rhythm of engagement and disengagement. So there's mm. been great research. There's a book out called The Powerful Engagement by some researchers. They were originally uh, athletic trainers in the Olympics. And what they found was that uh, athletes prepared more quickly and more, uh, more efficiently if they punctuated their training with times of rest. Oh, yeah. Right? So they, they had full-on engagement, and then they disengaged and rest. And as much was developing in their muscle tone, yeah. in their skill set, when they didn't work than when they did. Exactly. And yeah, that's so true. They carried that over then, thought, oh, well, if this works for, you know, for the bodies of athletes, yeah. what about carrying that over into all of human enterprise? And what they actually found, they're now consulting, you know, executives of Fortune 500 companies about wow. how you can be most effective. And what they're finding is human beings are built to be intervals, yep. to be interval in our time management. So we fully engage and then disengage. Yep. They even bring up, and they're not, I don't know that they're believers, but they bring up in the book the pattern of the Sabbath. Wow. Right? And of course, we have right from the beginning of Scripture this rhythm of work, 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 disengagement, rest. And God didn't need no. to rest. No, but he's modeling he's for us. <laughs> he's modeling for human beings the pattern of engagement, disengagement. Yeah. And so yeah. we work and then we sleep. Well, and I, and I can totally... We take a day off and then we work and yeah. back and forth. Well, and I can I can totally relate to to this the physical aspect of working really hard and then taking a rest. I'm training for a marathon right now. And, and so I'm following Hal your, Higdon. It'll be your second. It'll be my second marathon. Um, really great podcast with um, with Clara. Clara's story. I can't remember what episode it is, but she talks about how running a marathon really helped her when she was healing from um, her sexual assault. Go listen to that episode. It's so good because mm. we're just like geek out over running and then also just dive into healing. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm training for I'm training for this marathon and following the Hal Higdon plan, who is just amazing. He's one of the best plans, but he continues. I mean, all the prompts for all the rest days. He just he says, this is your most important day. Like yeah. that. that's basically what he says. He's like, yep. this is your most important day, because what happens when we train our bodies, our muscles break down. There's like mm-hmm. there's a tearing of the muscle. And then that day of rest, that's when the muscle actually grows. Yes. Like that's when the muscle fibers like grow back together. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know exactly how it works, but, but that's essentially what happens. And so that's actually when our muscles get pumped up and, and then we become stronger, not in when we actually do the long run. Yep. Maybe our cardiovascular system is, is improved then, but the muscles when they heal on Mm -hmm. the, on those off days, that's actually when we get really strong. It's in the recovery yeah. And giving ourselves the time for recovery. God knew this. He put it into the blueprints and the operating system of our lives. So Sabbath is a gift. And there's all of these rhythms in the Bible. There's, you know, the weekly rhythm. Yeah. So one day for seven. There's a more extended time. You've got you've got seasons in the year 
where God said, set these times aside, celebrate with feasts. There, it's mm-hmm. downtime. It's celebration. It's all part of the rhythm. Even and of every remembering. S- yes, of remembering. So much remembrance yeah. yep. happening in yep. like in the Old Testament. Yep. I mean, remembering God's faithfulness in those yep. in those times of um, the feasts and all that. And, yeah. and it takes time to to pull back and to reflect and ponder and be grateful. Those are all a part of the rest periods. Even even every yeah. seven years, farmers were to give their land a rest. It's woven into the fabric of how mm. God's created things. This wow. full engagement and then disengagement. It's There's times for bearing fruit, and then there's times when the season, you, we pull back and you prune the grapevine, you know, John 15, yeah. so that you bear more fruit. And even sleep on the daily rhythm. Uh, sleep is oh, very, sleep. very important. <laughs> Sometimes so elusive to us. (laughs) But it's such an important part. There was research out just this month about um, how uh, sleep actually detoxifies our brain. Hmm. That when we're sleeping, and this is why, I mean, more and more they're saying eight hours is really a a non-negotiable for people. And some people think, well, you know, I can get by on less. What they're finding is you need the rhythms of all of the sleep rhythms. So you go, got to go through those yeah. every night because literally thought and engagement, emotional engagement, it all creates a kind of chemical residue that yeah. builds up through the day. And that what sleep is, is sleep is a detox of all that. It allows our brains to sort out, keep what's good, get rid of what's not good. Yep. And they're finding a correlation between sleep deprivation and all sorts of mental disabilities and even physical disabilities that come from oh and depression and Anxiety. even Alzheimer's is being associated wow. with sleep deprivation. So all to say, God knew what he was talking about when he tells us yeah. be diligent to rest. Yeah, so, I mean, the, so the short of it all is, is that we as humans are to work out of a position of rest. We don't rest from work. I mean, the pattern... Say more about that. Yeah, so the pattern... I mean, I know you will, but go for it. <laughs> the, the, pa- the, the pattern, all the way from Genesis, was God rested at the end of his six days of work. Human beings were created at the end of God's sixth day of creation. Their first day of existence was a day of rest. Hmm. And wow. so the pattern then was, we are literally, we don't enter our day of work until after a time of rest. So we don't rest from wow. work. We rest and work out of rest. That's the sequence. And then in the wow. New Testament, you can see this. We, we don't we don't rest after we get all of our to-do lists done. Correct. We should, we should come we from a place of rest. We start with rest. To then move forward into into our work and, and this is this is actually wow, woven so into the very essence of christian theology hmm. we celebrate the day jesus rose from the dead which in the roman calendar was the first day of the week sunday yeah sunday and that was that was just recognizing that um that the victory of jesus starts the beginning of our life hmm. right and and the worship time is no longer the sixth day wow or excuse me, no longer, the, se- like the, second, no longer the, se- seventh the seventh day. It's now the first day. Wow, that's so and, good. And so for Christians, we have our time of worship, our positioning in God, our fellowship with our brothers and sisters, and we enter our work week on the second day of the week hmm. after rest. 
when you're self-employed, you work whenever. Well, well, you well. Can. But but the, <laughs> but but, the but traditional. The, the, yeah. The, but the but the point is, the the point is, it's his picture of yeah. life, right? Yeah, exactly. And Paul even has this in the way that he writes his letters. He starts his letters with all of these indicative statements about what we are, what God has done for us. God's work establishes yep. this reality. Yeah, those are that's indicative really verbs. The imperatives, which are what we work to accomplish happen after those. Yeah. So we work from our position of identity Mm. and from our position of rest and the work follows that. And so I think it's important. And this is a, this is such a pertinent point for any of us who are working out our salvation. Mm. And that's really what, what's happening in the reclaiming process is we're accepting. Yes, God has, saved me and healed me, but I need to work out into the practical areas of my life, the expression of that salvation. I have to cooperate with it. And it's, and there's work involved. You talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And all of these, it's work to go back to a restaurant or whatever you're going to need to do to engage the emotions and the experience yes, and the exactly. memory of pain. But we do that first out of a position of rest yeah that's that's really interesting because one thing I've been noticing in my um just in my daily life (laughs) right now I'm so I'm an entrepreneur I own my own business um I well I co-own it with a business partner doing photography and then I have this ministry and those take a lot of time and I like I said I love to-do lists I love like I love being busy I'm also training for a marathon which takes a lot of work too but I find myself I, I love my morning routine I love it. I love waking up, having my cup of coffee and and taking time to be with the Lord. I love that time. What I've been noticing in my busyness in my time with the Lord, like this quiet, this like um, prayer and and reading my reading the word journaling I also um there there's an awesome book called the artist's way that she talks about basically like brain dumping for three pages and how that's that's such a wonderful practice of just brain dumping all your stuff so then your creative stuff can come after that and I I do that every morning I I brain dump for three pages onto a, a physical page um my prayers my worries all that stuff and I find I'm finding right now in that time I'm getting so preoccupied by all of my to-do lists, by the things I need to do that I just want to, I want to get past my quiet time yes. and I want to just get stuff done. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to fit this all in? Maybe I'll just take time with the Lord tonight. And, mm. and rather than, rather than setting my day up and and I don't want this to be convicting for anybody. If you take your time in the evening with the Lord, that's fine. But but I want, I do really want to set my day off out of rest. Yes. And that's really interesting that that's what you're saying. Yes. I want to start my day off just, you know, brain dumping all of my anxieties, my things, but then start it off in just getting centered, reading the word in prayer, and then I can yep. hit the ground running, Yeah. go there, to the gym, and, and do all the things. There's, um, again, these are all uh, very... Um, grounded biblical processes that have been proven in generations of people that have followed Jesus long ahead of us. Yeah. And yet now science is actually catching up to this. What, what, what um, efficiency science is saying that those who study productivity, human, yeah. um, human effectiveness and how can you peak 
how can you get peak performance? They're actually saying now, sitting in the morning and doing nothing. Now, as a Christian, yeah, like meditating, we would say, let's just sit in God's presence, yeah, and like let Him examine us and touch us and. Meditation isn't yes. like that, that's a that's a prayer practice. Like, it actually that is. can be a prayer practice. Yeah, the the and we could get that actually be an interesting topic sometime is to distinguish biblical meditation from what's often called mm. meditation out or of the Eastern philosophy. Yeah, yeah, which is which is the absence of thought, trying to eliminate thought. What 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 biblical meditation is is focusing on the subject object relationship I have yeah. with God. Mm-hmm. Totally, but sitting. And being the object of God's attention, the object of his notice, letting him observe me and allowing that to settle my identity. And then my work grows out of it. I think the application for all of us that are working out reclaiming projects is that we see that as work. Yeah. And yet it begins with an affirmation that the work has actually already been done. Yes. And I need to work out what has already been worked in. That God has worked this into me. Yeah. And then it's my responsibility in faith. Faith without works is dead. dead. And that means simply that I have to work out in faith what God has worked into my identity, my being, my nature. I am whole. I have to now act out being whole. Wow in obedience and sometimes it's a step of faith i've got to get out of the boat when i'm scared yeah and walk on water which is an impossibility and yet i've been given this this call to follow jesus and wherever he goes i can go yeah he's on the water i can go all right well lord call me out there right like, let's go let's so, do it so um i i think the the uh, the, the challenge for again for all of us that are doing reclaiming projects I, I mean, I am too. Yeah. And in, in with with some very specific things in my life, is to remember that our work begins with rest. Yeah. Our human doing begins with our being human, with God. Yeah. And knowing and being observed by Him, letting Him reclaim us, so that we in turn can act upon that. So, practically, that just looks like taking time in our day, in our week, to rest and reflect and not do. So why is that so hard for us? If it is so intrinsically engraved engraved into our hearts and into the fabric of our being by God of the universe who modeled it, why is it so hard? Yeah. That's a deep question. (laughs) Because I think... We're, we're prone to independence and uh, almost a kind of natural atheism. Yeah. We really do imagine that it does all depend on us. Well, I mean, it is this battle, too, of like sometimes we do have to, sometimes we do actually have to do. Yep. We're not resting <laughs> seven days a week. Yep. We're, not, we're not constantly just sitting and not doing or avoiding. Yeah. But we have to... In, the, in, in this model of reclaiming, we have to acknowledge the pain. We have to realize that it's there yeah. and then step into it. Yep. And I mean, I'm just thinking back on my experience. And when I discovered my ex-husband's affair, I didn't 
jump into a reclaiming event. <laughs> like I didn't yeah. even know what it was. You know, I was in, I was, yeah. I was in shock and I laid on the couch for three weeks yeah. and I couldn't move. Yeah. Like literally I couldn't move. I was like, and I mean, that's an extreme example of rest, but, but from that point I could then do something. Right. So, you know, I mean, that was obviously like a physical response of what of the trauma that I had experienced is I couldn't move and I yeah. laid on the couch for three weeks. But but that but then out of that came that the the doing. Yes. That out of that came the call from God to do. There are seasons. I, I um, when we lived in our, our last house up in central Minnesota, I had a garden and I loved I loved gardening and I loved what I learned out of it. I want to do it again someday, but I, I planted um, a lot of different kinds of vegetables and fruit and fruit trees. Yep, and, awesome. and I learned a lot about the rhythms of the seasons in Minnesota. We have very stark seasons <laughs> and winter Boy, do we. winter is actually the beginning of the fruitfulness of the year. Hmm. So, I mean, we, we actually have our new year begins in January. Isn't that odd? Hmm. Right. That that actually the beginning and the preparation for fruitfulness is the season of rest and, wow. and the fruit trees in dormant state. That's preparing for what's going to happen when they bud and ultimately cultivate the fruit. And yeah. But the work of the farmer, there's a whole lot of rest and waiting involved. Right. You do the hard work to prepare the ground put the seeds in, yeah. put the fertilizer in, keep the bugs away, make sure it's watered, and then you wait. Hmm. And wow. unlike building a house, which, you know, if, if you construct something, every piece of that construction has to be physically done by the one who's building it. The analogy of growing something or cultivating something, and Jesus uses this analogy, that we do our work and then we wait for the power that's yeah. inherently in what we're building to do its own growth. Right. And um, we believe, I think, to kind of your point, why is rest so hard? Because fundamentally we believe that uh, that every bit of progress is somehow dependent upon our work. When mm -hmm. actually, like a farmer, what we've got to do is get the ground ready, do everything we possibly can, yeah. you know, the pH balance has to be right. We've got to keep the bugs away. We put the seed in the right level. We, yep. we, we keep it keep sunlit, it watered. keep it watered. And then we wait. I remember the first time I ever did a garden when I was a little kid, digging up the seeds to see if they were growing. Right? Cute. Thinking somehow like, That's so like cute. put pumpkin seeds in. It's like, okay, there's these are like two weeks. Well, you, not want, you want evidence that it's working. And you, you, you think I've got to surely be doing something. Yeah. When actually I've done what I need to do and now it's time <laughs> to rest. And I think for some of you, and let me speak directly to the listeners now, you've been vigilant to be working on your healing. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're doing what you've need, what you've needed to do. You've taken courageous steps. You've acted in obedience. Yeah. At times the very best thing to do, like if you're training for a marathon, is to take a rest day. To take a day yep. of sitting and trusting that the seeds you've planted are going 
to grow. And you're trusting that God is the one who's going to do this. It doesn't all depend. You're not building your life like you're building a house. You're cultivating your life Hmm. like a garden. Yeah. It's a different analogy. That's really And farmers work really, really hard, but they also rest. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have to. Because there's, at certain points, nothing to do. In fact, if I do something, if I dig up the seeds to see if they're growing, I'm making it worse. Right. And I think there, maybe this day and this discussion for some of you will just give you permission to sit. To sit and rest. And know that, you know, while I'm resting, God's working. Yes. And the healing is coming. He's promised. It's a great time to remember all that he's done and know that that when we get to the end of our own abilities, he picks it up from there. Yeah. And rest doesn't have to look like sitting and napping all day. No. And rest can look <laughs> like going and hanging mm-hmm. out with friends or yep. or um, going on a run mm-hmm. and um, you know doing something active <laughs> yep. or... Or going on a trip. I mean, it can look like so many different things. It doesn't have to be. Yes. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I like to think of uh, Sabbath or that that one day in the week as a day for relationships. It's a day for relationship with um, kind of with my own heart and with God. It's a day of relationships yep. for people that are you know closest to me. And, and a day of relationship for many of us, it's when the day we go worship yep. with our faith community or part of the body of Christ that we're committed to. And um, so it's it's not inactivity. No. It's a I mean, day, it can be. It can be. Sometimes it can that's be inactivity, exactly, yes. Some, Sometimes that's what we need is just to sit and watch Netflix. Right. Which is okay. Not seven days a week. Um, the, the, the point is it's away from a posture of earning. Hmm. Dallas Willard said that, um, you know, God's not opposed to work, right. but he's opposed to earning. And there's wow, a difference, really right? Good. So we, we are, we're, we labor, we work. And sometimes being with, with friends or family take, takes a, a bit of a intentionality and some effort, but it's away from this posture that somehow I am the sole generator of progress. And rest starts with that sense of no, no, God's doing this. He's leading my life. Yeah, He is the one that actually heals. Yes, I am not healing myself. Yes, and and that's I. He has already extended healing. I say sometimes we have to reach out for it, but He's the one that actually extends it, and His timing is perfect. Perfect. His timing is perfect. This soul type of healing takes some work and some time and um and trusting that god has it yeah and that he is not going to let you down he's not going to let you fall no matter what you've gone through rest and live securely Mm. that it's going to happen and that's going to be good and you're going to go live that in fact maybe the next recording that you do you'll be you know under an umbrella on waikiki beach or something (laughs) i will be uh, i will be recording with Kristen. hopefully that will happen when when i'm there um but i am kind of stockpiling some episodes so i won't have to edit while i'm there which is which is great so so there's there's always more to come of the reclaimed podcast. I'm really glad that you're here. If you haven't, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. 
fun fact, I am recording um, an interview with a friend that I had just met who a friend, another friend, had shared it on social media. And she that's how she found the podcast. That's how she found me. And um, we're going to be sharing her story in here in just a few weeks, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, you never know what someone needs to hear. You never know what somebody um, is going through. So be kind and, um, you know, reach, reach out to people for, for, I don't know, extending encouragement. That's my encouragement to you all today. Good deal. Thanks, Rest Dad. Well. Thanks Rest for well. being here. And we will uh, we'll see you next week, everyone. Aloha. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it on iTunes. If you're interested in partnering with the Reclaimed Podcast financially, you can do so on my Patreon page. Remember, you're not alone. There is hope. And we'll see you next week.